boys and girls, it's that time of the week again. Time to turn your gazes to the stars above. It's time for the Mustache Rangers, spreading truth and the glory of America to the furthest reaches of outer space. Commander Major Alistair Q. Bastidius, leader of America's greatest mission and a hero to all. First Lieutenant Rediger G. Funibaum, his loyal companion and an all-around dandy fellow. Together, they lay claim to space for the American way. They are the Mustache Rangers. This book of filthy jokes tells me the Mustache Rangers are brought to you by Doc Johnson's old-time elixir. One spoonful and you're good, two spoonfuls and you're fine, just fine. Today, our heroes discuss comedy. Let's listen in. Have you heard the stand-up comedy album? The stand-up comedy album? Right. I've only heard parts of it. When I'm usually, like, listening to a, a different station, and it's their comedy minute, so they just play, like, an excerpt of it. Mm. And it's never very good, because I just hear one joke. But I imagine in the whole comedy album that that joke is led up, led to by many other jokes. Probably. You mean it's built up to? It's built up to, mm -hmm. like a crescendo. Yeah. If you were... If we were talking about music terms. Yeah. Nope. It's not like that. It's not like that? No. Oh, well, then it's probably not a very good album. It's not. It's a very bad album. Then I'm not going to listen to it. I didn't say you should listen to it. Oh. I just asked if you had heard it. Well, usually when you say, have you done this? And I say no, then it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to try to make me do whatever it is you want. But not today. Not today. It's a different day. So you can imagine my surprise when it's not ending up like this. Are you really surprised? Do my eyebrows not look... Raised? They look surprised. Mm -hmm. All right. I guess I'm surprised. Do you surprised. want me to get you to try and do something to kind of even things out? No, I don't need you okay. to. I was just a little taken aback by you not shutting this comedy. You. Yeah, uh -huh. this album down the my comedy throat. album. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could listen to it if you want. I don't know if it's terrible. Why no, it is want to terrible. To it? And why would you want to listen to it again? Because it's the talk of the town. Is the talk of the town that it's terrible? Yes. The talk of the town that it's terrible? Sounds like the beginning of a... A grandiose musical moment. Like some bare-naked ladies would come around and... What is what is so horrible about this comedy album? It's not funny. Well, that is... But see, that's the thing. It's kind of anti-comedy. Is it... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it not funny because it's not funny? Or is it not funny because they're trying not to be funny? See, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's... If they don't know that it's not funny or if they did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. So really, who's the joke on? I don't know. I wonder, do you know the comedy in... Have you ever heard of any more it's of It's the Comedy things? Anne, actually. Comedy Anne? I do not know the Comedy Anne. You don't know the Comedy Anne? No, it's a, it's a birdie fly leather. Birdie fly leather. And he hasn't had... Or, or she. she. Or she hasn't had any other... I don't know. It's other... a kind of an ambiguous voice. So they haven't had any other previous comedy, comedy albums? No, this is the comedy album. The comedy album. Right. So there's really nothing to compare it to. Mm -mm. I guess, like all things, you're supposed to take away something from it. And that thing is deeply personal. You're I saying know, it should have hit me on a different level? Not necessarily. It hits you the way it hits you. Mm -hmm. And it's that's just how it hits you. But did they intend it to hit me like this? I'm guessing that the quote-unquote artist intended to make you feel something. Did they just want any reaction? And that's their goal? Because that seems kind of cheap. Like anything that happens, that's what I meant. It's like mm -hmm. Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, the whale represents, uh, Christ, probably. I don't know. Probably. Doesn't everything represent that guy. Usually it all, usually it all goes back to God in some uh -huh. way or another. But you know what? It's just a story about a dude chasing the whale. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that's what I love about literature. And by love, I mean hate. Is that the, uh, the author probably just wrote a story, a cool story. Right. 
and then he died. And or she. He or she died. Probably a he. Oh, yeah. And Men are better at everything. Pretty much. Except? Cooking. So he just wrote a cool story, and then he died, and later on, somebody read that story and was like, oh, this is a metaphor for this and this in our life. But when the guy, he's just like, you know, it's just about a boy painting a fence. Yep. So is this comedy Anne still alive, or is she dead? No, this is a brand new album. Oh. But that doesn't mean it wasn't, like, put in the vault. Right, so it could have been re-released. Or released for the first time. But after the person died? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, remember Marcus Twain uh, put out that... Speaking of fence painting... Sure. Uh, Marcus Twain put out his autobiography. He specified that it should be put out after his death. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. In a three-part... A little presumptuous. Yeah. In a three-part autobiography. I mean... What do you mean? I mean, it's not... I think it's presumptuous to put it into three parts. Two parts is probably enough. Yeah, that'd be fine. Like childhood and then adulthood. It's really what everything is... Uh, it, it's really... I mean, up into. Two broken-down things. I mean, it's kind of... Because everyone was a kid... They're a dumbass kid. That's a different person. Mm-hmm. I look back, and when I did all those dumb things, yep, that's that's not me. That's there's two people. There's like a there's a a moment in everyone's life where they become not a dumbass kid, and that is when the chapter breaks right. and you go into adulthood. Usually, it's after the frat. Yes, after the frat. I'm going it? to say it's usually around 25 or 26. I'd years say old. I'd say like uh, 205. Mm, yeah. Well. For for some, for others, it was two, they, just two. They grew up too fast. Mm-hmm. Probably a parent died. And they had to and take the care of the one. Had to take care of the one year old. Yep, yep. I know that story. Or it's like, oh, my father died. I'm two years old. Better go to the factory. That's one of the jokes. <laughs> oh, really? That's one of the jokes on the album. Are you quoting what you heard on the radio? I didn't, no. No? I, I mean, it, it may be in the back of my mind somewhere, and I just sort of pulled it up, but uh, no, that was just sort of me. I mean... Yeah, not very funny, is it? No, it's not at all. It's kind of sad. There wasn't any punchline, it was just... No, just kind of a anecdote. Wow, so comedy Anne is just... Oh, I had a rough childhood. When I was two, my father died in an accident, and I had to go to the factory and work. Right, and they didn't give me any... Uh... Any never mind. Mm-mm. No never mind at all. You should have seen the waistcoat I had to wear. It was so big on me. Nothing yeah. like, like that? Or was no, it, yeah, it was like was that. Exactly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's almost like a story. I, w- I almost expect quotes to be around mm-hmm. the comedy album. Like, yeah. oh, the comedy album. Now, were there any other jokes in it? I mean, was it you, did, like setups and, really and punchlines? Or is it just somebody, is it like an autobiography just called the comedy album? An autobiography I would expect to be a little more linear or a little mm-hmm. more uh, uh, flow from one thing to another. But sure. this is all disjointed into like one minute hmm. stories. And how much can you really tell in one minute? Not a lot. I mean, unless you talk really, really fast. Right. And, or maybe you're part of declaration or a, a speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school speech. Right. Well, I can tell you... Not if you're just speaking. You can speak for a minute. You, yeah, anyone can speak for a minute. Yeah. Except the dead. They speak for all eternity. How do you figure? Their last word lives on in our hearts. I don't get... You'll have to explain some more. <laughs> all right. Well, when... Let's say I'm dying. Okay. And before I die, I say, never forget... Mm-hmm. You say that to me? Yeah, you're you're on my bedside and right. I'm dying. I say, never forget, always butter the top side of the bread. You need to work on your last words. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. 
these are my last words. And then every time you take out a piece of bread, you're going to remember to always butter the top well, yeah, side. Yeah, but what it. if I die a month later? Then, well, you're, then your eternal words are gone. They die with me. Well, so it's I not really eternal. I assume you've written them down. Or here's that's probably... A, that's a lot best. of assuming. You will... You will probably say the same last words to whoever's sitting next to you. Oh, so it's kind of like a curse. It's like a chain, yeah. You have to... Chain the, letter. The first time you see someone or witness somebody dying, like those are their last words that you have to... They have to live on. Or if I see somebody dying, I'll say, Hey, hey, say this. <laughs> so that it can spread. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Well, it could. Yeah. It should. It could. Well, you know, coulds and shoulds are, are two very different things. There's, there should be more of a moral to that, but that's all I can <laughs> So you want to listen to this album or not? I, you told me you weren't going to try to make me listen to it. No, I'm just asking. I'm not making you. No, but I don't I, want we've to been talking to it, to it enough. I thought your curiosity would be piqued. I don't know if I want to spend the next, what is it, three and a half to four hours? Mm -hmm. It's a long It's a long album. album. I don't want to spend my time listening to that. I would rather sit in silence looking at a cat, wow. not even doing anything cute like playing with yarn or opening their mouth really wide it's kind of specific i think i'd rather just sit and watch a cat right <laughs> i got that the first time through <laughs> just to be sure all right no we can uh want to sit for three i don't have a cat would you pretend to be a cat yes all right i'd rather watch that all right, but Let's I don't do have that. to do anything, just to clarify. You just right? have to sit there and okay. be a cat. All right. But you'll have to make it known that you're a cat, so every once in a while I'll either have to purr or meow or something. Oh, can I declare it? Sure. I am a cat. All right. I'll just... I can't wait for these next two to three hours. Mm -hmm. You know what makes pretending to watch a cat better? Why, that's drinking plenty of Doc Johnson's all-time elixir. It's good for what ails you. Now remember, the Mustache Rangers return to the stage this Friday at Huge Improv Theater. That's right, Fridays in January and February at 9.30 at Huge Improv Theater. Find more information at hugetheater.com or on mustacherangers.com. Go into iTunes and type in Mustache Rangers to subscribe, rate, and review to the Mustache Rangers podcast. That's right, review to the Mustache Rangers podcast. Do all those sentences that make sense. Tell all of your friends about the podcast. Follow the Mustache Rangers online for updates at twitter.com slash mustache rangers or at Facebook at facebook.com slash mustache rangers. And seriously, go see the Mustache Rangers live at Huge Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They'd love to see you. All right, see you next week, boys and girls. And men are better at everything. Pretty much. Except cooking. <laughs> I can't even it out, did it? You had, you, you had, you had that loaded, I did. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs>